Scanna Energy is a proud part. Yes, touchdown. Let's go, Falcons. We're big Falcons fans. And as the official natural gas partner of the Atlanta Falcons, Scanna Energy is part of all the action. So let's get fired up for our home team as we cheer them on to victory this season. Sign up with Scanna today and get up to $100. Call 877-GO-SCANA or visit scannaenergy.com slash falcons and use promo code FALCONS for details. Limited time offer terms and conditions apply. Oh, no. What? Hudson said a crackhead came up to me at the red light next to Duncan, jumped on my car, was all over my windows. I was looking down at my phone at the red light, scared the absolute hell out of me. I was honking at him, screaming, get off my car. Holy shit. It's the kind of shit that only happens to him. Right? And now it's time for FinCast. Boom shakalaka. Wide receiver and fan favorite Brian Finneran is talking Dirty Bird football. Powered by Scana Energy, the official natural gas partner of the Atlanta Falcons. Looking for Finneran who leaps into the air, a touchdown. FinCast starts now. All right, Falcons fans, another week, another comedic loss for the Dirty Birds, and you are listening to FinCast. Brought to you by Scan Energy, the official natural gas partners of your Atlanta Falcons. Alongside BFIN86, Brian Finneran. What up? I'm Tyler Nelson. I didn't find it very funny, now that you mention it. Uh, I am borrowing that word from the Falcoholic. Okay. Um, and uh, <laughs> uh, comedic cause in the sense to laugh to keep from crying type thing, right? There you go. So to the ending specifically, to jump ahead to the review of the game itself, what did you think of the play call? Because that's the question at hand, right? Of sure. the play call of second and goal from what, the 4-5. Four, 4 yard line, I think, yep. And... and uh, Gets tipped and intercepted in the yeah, end zone. Yeah, it's uh, you've been running the ball effectively all game. You got to expect Washington's going to load the box to try to stop the run, mm-hmm. and you try to outsmart them. And you try to be—it's a game of chess down there. And the red zone gets so tight. Yep. So with Ar- Arthur Smith against the defensive coordinator for the Washington Commanders, and it was Deron Payne just got his mid up uh, at the right time. Ball flies in the air. Cordero Patterson was the intended receiver who was open. And he was close to recovering it, too. He came so close to being playing defender and trying to tip that ball yeah. out of the air to the ground and missed it by a fingertip. They intercept it, and uh, the game officially ends right there. So disappointing play call. I mean, it was open. It was there. Would I have liked to have seen him just run it three more times or run it at least two more times on second and third down because yeah. he had plenty of time. Yeah. And then on fourth down, get creative and do something different. Yes, maybe play action, maybe roll Mariota out. And there it is. Because to me, I mean, like, and to, to borrow from what Matt Chernoff was talking about earlier this week on 68 The Fan, is that he's like he's only good when he rolls out, when play action or if he's scrambling, he, he's not a pocket passer. And I think that's what you're trying to say. Yeah, he has not been great. They haven't asked him to do it a lot. That's true, too. That's part of it. In, in, in the middle of the field, backed up, or in the red zone, he hasn't had a lot of instances where he's had straight dropbacks. And that was it. And it, listen, that's football. Stuff like that, that happens. That's how teams get beat in championship games and Super Bowls and regular season games like yeah. the Falcons again. So they lose 19-13. Disappointing because you had a perfect opportunity because the commanders missed an extra point. So you're only down six. You punch it in there. There's like 30 seconds left. You kick the extra point. Now you just got to stop them. So disappointing. Comedic, not the word I would use. You're five and seven now. I didn't mean to offend you. No, you did a little bit. Um, but that's the world we live in. A lot of football left. 
And um, we'll see where it goes from here, brother. Yeah, and I think the disappointing thing for me overall in one singular thought is that they are a better team on paper, and they played well, and we still could have beat them. Right. And so to lose a game, and not just in whatever Atlanta Falcons-type fashion that we seem to continuously do, but just to have lost it at all in such a tight loss in a game you could have won, as I think is what is the takeaway disappointment for me. No question. You hold a team defensively to 19 points, you expect to win that ball game. Yeah. You got, you know, two touchdowns and two field goals, you win that game. So just couldn't pull it off. I think it was eerily similar, both teams as far as plays, run game, mm-hmm. passing, quarterback play. It was it was a it was a back and forth game. Teams had a tough time getting in the red zone and you just didn't pull it off. So you moved to five and seven. I think you're still the good news is it's crazy. <laughs> you're still half a game out of first place I in know, the NFC I South. Know. So you may have written your ticket for not getting the wild card now because you lost the head-to-head against Washington, who's seven and five, and it looks like they have the nod on you there. So right. you got to win the division if you want to sniff the playoffs. So to that, I I have a hard time imagining that even if we win the division, and even if we are in the playoffs through whatever means, that we go anywhere. Right. So why are why, why? Not why try, and and and, t- and I don't mean <laughs> right. I, I, I don't would take take us the fans uh, out of it, of course, because I would love to see a, a Falcons playoff game. We haven't seen one in what seven since seventeen. Yeah. So I would love to see a Falcons playoff game, even if we lose as a fan. Yes. But I would also really love to know what we have in quarterback Desmond Ritter. We're playing the Steelers this weekend, and we see what they're doing with their first round draft pick quarterback in Kenny Pickett. Yes. They're not a good team, and it is a rebuild for them, too, just like it is us. However, the difference is we are laboring under this delusion, at least from the perspective of the fans, we are laboring under this delusion that we are a playoff-bound or playoff-contending team. that's the facts. That is the fact. However, we're a sub-500 team, and we haven't been above 500 this whole season. So we're not a good team. So we're not a playoff-contending team past the Game 1. That's the idea. But again, I just told you a tip pass here and there. Anything can happen. Do I expect us to win a playoff game? Not really. But guess what? If you win the NFC South, you host a playoff game. Yeah. Which is crazy. And I get what you're saying. Back to facts and realism and being realistic, you're not probably going to win a playoff game. And it hurts your chances in the draft picks and everything else. But this team has done more than we thought they were going to do. All year already, inarguably, inarguably, right? But uh, but don't you want to know what we have in the quarterback we drafted? I mean, yes, exactly. But and I don't, we don't want this to be bad. And and I know we've talked about this a little bit already this season on FinCast, but you know, you, you brought up the thing. Well, we we're not at practice. We don't know. Yeah, but even if we even if he's not having even if he's having a great practice, even if he's having a, it doesn't matter. We don't know what he's looks like on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you have a quarterback out there who is you can't trust to. A, throw out of the pocket, B, throw more than 13 times a game, or however, Complete, you know, at, yeah. whatever he's averaging. I, I want it. I'm not, this I don't think the, we're going to lose that much by seeing Desmond Ritter. I mean, just, could we really, could it really be that bad? I doubt it. Arthur Smith has told us that it's not going to happen until, he hasn't said this, but it's not going to happen, in my opinion, until you are completely out of playoff contention. Is that this next week if you lose to Pittsburgh? Maybe. Couple weeks, maybe. What do we got? S- uh, six games left. Sounds right. So if you lose the next two, then you could see some Desmond Ritter. But I'd rather beat Pittsburgh. Yes, and see I would what too. happens <laughs> moving forward. So that's just not how you live. And I know that you try to take the fan out of it, but you got the Steelers and then the Saints in the bye week, and then the Saints. I think so. 
You just got to take it in stride and continue to be a fan. Show up on Sunday. There's going to be a million Steelers fans in the building. <laughs> Root for yes. our team and, and continue to watch them grind games out, be physical, run the ball effectively, and and root for your squad. So I just can't. I've never had that mentality of let's just see tank what he's it. got or tank well, it. Well, and or I'm whatever. not trying to say tank it. I just want I'm I'm Marcus. I know what we have in Marcus Mariota, and it doesn't. It's not getting any better, right? And, and I just no no no. It's not going to get better. It is. He is what he is. He's going to complete 13 to 20 or 15 to 25 like he did this week, and and hopefully not throw the ball away and and have 50 or 80 yards rushing and put us in situations that we can have a chance to win the game. I mean, that's what we've done all year long. So it is what it is, dude. But you only won five that. times. Five and seven. Five yeah. and seven. That's the that's my point. Yeah. Anyway, as you just said, we're playing the Steelers, and mm-hmm. Mercedes-Benz Stadium is going to be freaking yellow. Uh, the terrible towel will be in full attendance. And I that's think, not I a shot at Falcon fans. That's just what the Steelers no, fans not. do exactly, everywhere they exactly. go. Exactly. It just is. Plus, who who would rather live in Pittsburgh than Atlanta? It's, I mean, there's some traveling for sure, but there's a lot of Pittsburghians here. Pittsburghians? Pitts, Pitts, Pittsburghians? Pittsburgh. Pitts, Pitts, Pitts. That's a great question. <laughs> We're going to get to the bottom of that before this is over. Um, so, yeah, Google that shit. Um, while Finn is Googling that, yes, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers coming out this week, and they are not a good team either. Regardless of Pittsburghian turnout at... Pittsburghies? Pittsburghies? Pittsburghers? Pittsburghers? That's so dumb. Sounds ridiculous. <laughs> uh, Pittsburghies? And I haven't seen Pittsburghians yet, so maybe Pittsburghies. Pittsburghers? Pittsburghies? Pittsburgher. Also possibly a Yinzer, but only if you... Two are from Pittsburgh and know that they qualify oh, yeah. to be designated. That's, that's like their version of y'all up there. They say like Yin's going to the Pittsburgh. Yinzer. Yeah, a Yinzer. Like I've heard that. That's like a local. Like it's a like um, it's a local term for it. you. Wouldn't you wouldn't say that? We wouldn't say that in referring to Pittsburghers. All right. But it's like uh, they'll say like Yin's going to the game on Sunday. Like are you you mm. like at the it's a, yeah? It's it's weird. Interesting. All right. So Pittsburghers, I guess. Is that what we decided on? Pittsburghies. Pittsburghies. Okay. So there are a lot of former Pittsburghese who now live in Atlanta because we have all four seasons here, and it's not Pittsburgh. So they show up. It's great. They're a great fan base. They're one of the most notable in all of sports, and good for them. It's not a knock on Falcons fans for sure. And it's a big stadium with some tickets to sell. So having said all that, it's still a home game for the for the Dirty Birds, and the Steelers are 2-4 and four on the road this year. Right. So they are not a great road team four and seven overall as well so the quarterback has not played great he's athletic he'll run around mm-hmm. and make plays very much like Marcus Mariota so you can see a game similar to what we saw against the Washington team past weekend it'll be again a grind them out feel them out run the football try to win one late like we try to do every week yeah and we saw them on Monday night or just two nights ago against Matt Ryan and the Colts which again glad Matt Ryan is back off the bench and playing they won against the Colts on mm-hmm. Monday Night Football. They're playing Sunday against us. Short week for the Steelers. How much does that affect a player? Oh, Thursday night game is different. Monday Night Football is really negligible when you think about it's Sunday just, afternoon yeah, to Monday it's night. one extra day. It's not that big of a deal. You adjust your schedule accordingly. Mm-hmm. So Monday night, not that big of a deal. Travel maybe a little bit, but not not really. So I would say doesn't really affect what they're going to do, except for guys, if they have guys that are banged up, it's one less day to get healthy. Which they do. Najee Harris hurt himself on Monday night, 
So running back by committee between, like you said, Kenny Pickett's a, a mobile quarterback, and then they have Benny Snell. So they kind of had to split between the three of them on Monday night. We have not had a great run defense so far this year. That's kind of been an Achilles heel of ours. So if Najee Harris doesn't play, mm-hmm. um, do you think that's still something they stick to? Yeah, I just think that's their – they don't want to put too much pressure on Kenny Pickett, so they'll just plug in the next guy. Snell, you mentioned. Jalen Warren's another kid that has a handful of carries as well. So, yeah, I think that's just them. They're not going to get outside of what they do too much. Mike Tomlin, there's a lot of positive you can say about Mike Tomlin. And, and just the Steelers organization, I think, is one of the ones that when you think of a organization you would love to pattern yours after or love your, see your franchise be more like in certain ways, they've stuck with them through the, through the lows and the highs. Is there a coaching advantage for someone like Mike Tomlin in a game like this for the, for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Because he's so much a part of the identity of that team and that franchise versus someone like, regardless of coaching um, style, the abilities, yeah, all mm-hmm. that stuff, Not without denigrating Arthur Smith, because he's so new, is there a major advantage there mm, for a team? I don't think so. I think Arthur Smith has been around football long enough, uh, calling offensive plays in Tennessee the last few years and then the two years now in Atlanta. Uh, he knows enough. They study enough. They are well-versed in the rules mm-hmm. and situational football and everything else. I think where it gets you is when you have guys like Jeff Saturday for the Colts. Right. Just came out on Tuesday morning and said he wishes he would have called yeah, timeout. Yeah, mismanaged the clock. He didn't. Yeah. yeah, mismanaged the clock. So we haven't had really that issue yet that I've noticed um, with Arthur Smith. So I don't think there's going to be a big advantage for Mike Tomlin, even though he's been doing it a longer a long time. time. All right, and last thing then I want to talk about, uh, Finn, or at least last major point is – Kyle Pitts tweeted out this morning or this morning that he had a successful surgery on his MCL. So, uh, with the prolific injury collector that you were in your career, thank you. You're welcome. Talk to us about this this surgery. What his recovery is like? What yours were? How it relates to his? Is medicine that different now that you know? Uh, I mean, talk us through it because that sure. looks. I mean, even just looking at that picture, that's not something I want uh, any part of. No, he's done for the year. You don't for have, sure. You don't have surgery on your MCL and come back in five or six weeks. Right. We have a bye week, so he's got six, but he'll be done for the season. He's got a full. Ankle, uh, full knee brace on, goes from his ankle to his quad. Uh, he's all wrapped up. So when you have surgery on something like that, that's a that's a real surgery. That's not yeah. a scope. Yeah, he's done for the year, in my opinion. Uh, we'll see how he can is bounce. Even, back. Is, is the turnaround time on healing on that even close enough that that could be a question? Because I would think no way. I would think that that's a couple month recovery, right? Yeah, at least a month and a half to get back to where you're supposed to be, and, and the season will be over by then for sure. Right. Um, so he's done for the year. Hate to see it. He's a special football player. Had a, had a rough go this year with the system we were running and everything else. He come off a 1,000-yard season with Matt Ryan and throwing the ball over the place and, and, and um, then go yeah. to the run game and blocking and, and everything else. So he will be done. It's unfortunate. It's painful. MCL surgery and injury is a painful one. It's on the inside of your knee. I tore mine completely when I tore my ACL. My so you tore both at the same time? I tore my ACL, MCL, I ripped the VMO muscle off the bone, which is part of your quad, oh, my kneecap dislocated. The whole thing was a disaster. So he'll go through some rehab. He'll be fine for next year, which is good news. Yeah. Bad news is he's done this year and and uh, can just rehab and focus on that knee and getting healthy. You said several acronyms there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At one time, how what was your recovery period like? You were out gone a whole season from the beginning, right? Right. So I did it two days in a training camp. Yeah. In July, I was... Uh, back running full speed routes about nine and a half months. Got out to mini camp and uh, was kind of working out before practice because I wasn't. They didn't fully clear me to go play yet. 
just running routes on air, full speed, planted, caught the ball from DJ Shockley in the barn, turned up field, and my knee kind of went sideways, Ooh. just kind of went, <laughs> and uh, didn't hurt because the ligament they put in for my ACL was a cadaver ligament, wasn't oh. my own, and um, That's it weird just to disintegrated. Be like that. <laughs> I know. They gave me some drunk guy's tibialis tendon, <laughs> and uh, absolutely, my body rejected it. And uh, 10 months after the surgery, it gave out, and uh, I had to go through the whole process. Just because your body rejected it? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Or, or it didn't work, or it was a bad ligament, whatever oh it was. God. It was gone, and it was devastating. I ran the route. It was, um, like I said, in the barn. Tom Reed came over, one of our training staff guys. I said, that felt terrible. It didn't hurt. And he got down. I laid down on my back. He got the little uh acl test going with my knee and look on his face and look on my face dude i was like no fucking way i just did it again <laughs> then he said i think he did finn and uh that is a point in your career where i was 31 years old had played eight or nine years yeah you're just like you think your career is over yeah completely over that first i thought it was over when i did it the first time yeah. and then to do it 10 months later and be old football years wise uh to have to Think about that process of going through all that rehab again for all those months and not be able to play football on the field. I didn't know if I was going to play again. It's actually led me into my next career, which is here with 680 The Fan. Right, because in the, in the off time, just to have something to do, you started doing fill-in work here at I 680. Called, I called 680 and said, can I get an internship or do something? And I started working on the morning show. I came in from at 7 o'clock and worked till 10 with Perry Laurentino and Max Howe and Sandra Golden. I worked Monday, Thursday, and Friday. And then when I got done there, I went back to the facility and rehabbed. It was a blessing in disguise. Bobby Petrino was our head coach. I wanted nothing to do with that shit. facility. And I was yeah. fortunate to get back. I had to redo my whole contract. Two years left on that deal. They ripped it up and threw it away. I made minimum my last two years. And I uh, got a chance to play some more football for, God, three more years with yeah. Matt Ryan. So blessing in disguise. And yeah. Was able to make it work. Well, and uh, filling work here is better than going back to HVAC, right? <laughs> that's exactly right. That's what I. That's what I did after the Seahawks cut yeah, me my rookie yeah. year. So because that's what your dad did his whole life, right? That's exactly right. Yeah. All right. Well, bummer loss again, but I think we are set up or primed to have a uh, have a resurgent weekend against the Steelers. I know it'll be a big terrible towel show out, um, but regardless, I think a home game and not a great team. Not a great team on the road, and definitely an opportunity for the Falcons to uh, no question to, to put another one in the W column. Let's get to six and seven, and a game closer to five hundred. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are home, I think, against the Saints on Monday Night Football. So two bad teams also going at each other. Yeah. There, I can't. I have a hard time rooting for the Saints. So I'm. I man, you, you have know, to. You know that scene in Batman where like the whole field explodes as Heinz Ward is running <laughs> back and the whole team. That let's 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 hope that happens against the Saints and Buccaneers, but. Uh, big weekend in Atlanta for Atlanta Sports, Georgia, and uh, LSU at Mercedes-Benz. And the next day, the Falcons and Steelers at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Go Dirty Birds. You know it. Thank you for tuning in to FinCast, brought to you by Scana Energy, the official natural gas partner of the Atlanta Falcons. FinCast is hosted by Brian Finneran, co-hosted and executive produced by Tyler Nelson. If you'd like to reach out to the show, email tyler 
at tyler at 68thefan.com. FinCast is hosted by 68thefan on thepodcastpark.com and is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Opening and closing music by Atlanta band Gringo Star and their song, I Will Not Follow. Thanks for tuning in to FinCast. We'll see you next week. Son of a bitch. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. (sighs) Or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at Camp Margaritaville Lanier Islands.com. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to WadeFord.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs with Blue certified. Nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at WadeFord.com. Wade Ford, we are Atlanta's Ford dealer.